It's purple perfection in 7A football as the Fayetteville Bulldogs finish 13-0. Greenwood Bulldogs also finish 13-0 and bring the state title back to the River Valley. We take a look back at the state championship games from last weekend on this week's Prep Rally. You're listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Now here's your host, Graham Thomas. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. I'm Graham Thomas with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. My man Rick Fires here in the, in the Fayetteville studio. Leland Barclay joins us in the River Valley. And fellas, what a weekend in Little Rock with the state championship football games. It was a great weekend. Starting Leland with a rain soaks Thursday night with eight-man games. Then we had the 2A game, 6A games on Friday, and 7A and 5A on Saturday. So boys, let's dig in. And um, with a kind of just to recap some of these state championship games, yep. and I think it, it's only fitting that we start with the um, the Saturday afternoon game between Fayetteville and Bentonville. What a game it was! Fayetteville twenty two, Bentonville sixteen. Uh, as the per- the Purple Bulldogs complete a thirteen and zero season, the first perfect season they've ever had. And um, I tell you what, it. Uh, it was just a neat moment down there on the field afterwards. Uh, you know, kind of seeing those guys, they completed the journey and, um, Rick, I know you were back up here watching at home, but you know, you've, you've seen Fayetteville more than anybody has this time of year and, or the, or the, this season. So uh, a little perspective here for Fayetteville Bulldogs. Well, you could tell by the way, Casey Dick, you know, went to knees. It was emotional. When you start way back in the spring and you go through the summer and, and and this is what you play for. This is what you, you show up for practice every day when you're tired and your friends are out um, doing other things. Uh, uh, what an emotional moment for Casey Dick and that team. And they got better. They really did. I mean, uh, through the regular season, they had a lot of offense. I mean, they were for the show. But during go time, the defense really came through. Special teams, everything. They were a complete team at the end of the year. So congratulations to uh, Fayetteville. And they, they, got, they got that new swag building over there. And I know they can't wait to put that big trophy in there, that big plaque in there, if they hadn't already. Now, Leland, you were down on the field for a lot of that game, you know, getting some video. And, um, boy, that's the ideal place to be during a football game, I think, is yeah. down there on the field. Up up in the War Memorial press box. It's way up there. And, yeah, you got a great view of the game. But, man, I'd like to hear just some uh, – some insight about what it was like down there on the field. Yeah, and you're right. You know, it's a great place to be, especially, man, it was a nice, bright, sunny day, and it was just an absolute great place and a great day to watch high school football, especially the two best teams in the state's largest classification. And the first thing that comes to my mind when I think back on that game and even during that game, early in that game, not just at the end, but really throughout was just how defensive the game was and kind of how it was an old-fashioned 7A West game. Because yep. used to, when we wrote about the, the 7A West back when it was the, gosh, even the 4A West and the 5A West, we used to always say the rugged 5A West or the <laughs> rugged, you know, now the rugged 7A West. And it's always what it was, was a ground-pound defensive conference. And, uh, man, the hitting that went on down there, and it was just a really an old-fashioned uh, 7A West game. You know, the two defenses combined 
they only gave up both teams combined gave up 73 rushing yards so it was hard for these teams to establish the run against the defense and then when it came to the pass well the d- two defenses combined for eight sacks so it was really just a uh, it was a tough day for the offensive coordinators and a great day for the defense coordinators because the defenses were just playing so great and uh, how many times have we talked over the last 15 or even 20 years about how these offenses have made it so difficult for defensive coordinators now and how it's probably the toughest job in the state is to be one and uh, boy this game was uh, this game was all about defense and it came down to really the last play a pass into the end zone that was knocked down that allowed uh, Fayetteville to uh, really escape and enjoy uh, their sixth state title with a 22 to 16 win. Well, one of my favorite stats about the whole game, uh, I think, and I think this is right, Leland, please correct me if I'm wrong, but Fayetteville's longest rush was by the punter on a, I don't believe it was an intended fake punt, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what it ended up being. He picked up about 14 yards, Nathan Cockle did, uh, on Fayetteville's very first uh, offensive series, and they didn't score on it, but um, – and that just goes to show you when the when the punter is getting the very longest run for the for their team, that's that says a lot about how those defenses were playing. You know, I mean, it's the old adage uh, coach has been saying for 180 years: defenses win championship. And even in the modern era, where there's stats galore, 55, 45 games, when it gets right down to uh, uh, the business winning championships, the defense always. Um, uh, um, bail you out and pull you through well and you're right uh you know uh nathan i guess it's cockle had a 14 yard run on a fake punt uh chris ficklin did have a 15 yard run for bentonville but that was the two longest runs of the day was 15 and 14 yards and one of them was by the punter well and and so here and here's another interesting note about fayetteville's win here they trailed three times uh, they trailed seven to nothing. They trailed 10, seven and a half. Okay. Um, you know, they, they did uh, pull ahead in the third quarter of uh, 14 to 10 and then got behind again. They, you know, Bentonville scored, uh, hit CJ Brown for a touchdown. And then, you know, then there, there, you know, there were, they, they swapped turnovers for a while there. There were a few yep. fumbles and uh, Fayetteville did score in the fourth quarter and then, Bentonville was knocking on the door and, you know, in talking with Jody Grant, you know, they kind of felt like Bentonville kind of felt like they had some opportunities slip away in the first half. They had a situation where they had completed about a 43 yard pass to Karsten Pate down to the 20 and had first and 10 at the 20. And then a a couple of negative plays and then a a penalty and then a, a, intentional grounding put it behind the 50 yard line and Bentonville goes from a first and 10 at the 20 situation to having to punt. I mean, that's just kind of one of those frustrating, um, frustrating moments for Bentonville. And then, you know, like Leland said, you know, right there at the end, they were knocking on the door and had the ball, I think at the 13 yard line, but some more penalties got put them behind the sticks Mm -hmm. and they had to kind of throw one into the end zone, not an ideal situation, but Bentonville had a chance right there at the end. And at the end of the day, I mean, sometimes that's all you can ask for is a chance to win. Well, and I don't think I've ever seen this on, on stats, uh, you know, and I, I love to look at the numbers uh, on third down attempts. 
Bentonville averaged 12.9, 13 yards to go on third on third down. They were six of 12, and their average yards to go on third down was 13 yards. Fayetteville's average yard to go was 10 yards, and they were four of 11. So that just tells you what kind of day it was for the offense. Yeah. Well, you know, Drake Lindsey, uh, to no one's surprise, was the, the state uh, MVP in that game. Um, it wasn't his best game overall, no. but he gave him a chance and, um, just a, a great job, a great season for the purple bulldogs. So, uh, we are going to now move on to the, the Greenwood little rock Christian game, which was Friday night. And, um, Leland, I've gotten my notes here and this is the headline we used in the, in the river Valley Democrat Gazette, but, um, Greenwood completed their journey to the ship. And I maybe you can give us a little more insight about that uh, rallying cry for the Greenwood Bulldogs. In August, uh, they have uh, team sayings uh, every year that they uh, kind of uh, adopt. And this year, the shirts they handed out in August said, Journey to the Ship. And it meant to the championship, not to the championship game, as, uh, as Coach Chris Young pointed out after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because especially the senior class, they had been twice in a row and come away, um, you know, empty, uh, losing two state championships, uh, you know, in a row to El Dorado two years ago. And then, of course, to 6A West foe Pulaski Academy last year. So that was kind of their uh, their mantra for the season was journey to the ship, uh, meaning the, sh- the championship and not the game. Well, in this ball game, it was all Greenwood from the very start. I mean, they were all over, you know, their defense was all over Little Rock Christian uh, to open up the game. They they had two straight stops, and then, uh, you know, the offense turned around and scored two straight times and was up, you know, just like Greenwood does to people. They were up 14 to nothing, and they they really controlled the whole ball game, Leland. That's kind of the, the way I saw it. Uh, they did. Like you said, uh, Little Rock Christian got the opening kickoff. Three plays punt. Uh, Kane Archer threw a uh, 27-yard touchdown pass to Grant Carnes. Little Rock Christian uh, Greenwood forced another punt. And then Kane Archer capped a 14-play drive with a one-yard touchdown run near the end of the first quarter. And like you said, it was it was 14 to nothing. Um, you know, Little Rock Christian was within 14 to 6 and then stopped greenwood and then greenwood's defense turned around with a fourth down stop near uh near midfield and uh from there it was over and and i never got and i don't think anybody really got the uh the feeling that uh this game was going to end up anyway but uh but a greenwood championship and wrapping up a 13 and 0 record their fourth undefeated season in uh in school history now how many championships do you say that was 11 overall, fourth straight, uh, or not fourth straight, but fourth undefeated uh, season for the Bulldogs. 11th state championship in all. Are they they the number one football program in Arkansas, say, over the last 25 years, 20 years? I I think so. You know, Pulaski Academy has also won 11. The one when they beat Greenwood last year, that was their 11th state title. But I think since Greenwood went to the state title game in 1996 and then won it all in 2000 under Ronnie Peacock, 
I'd say yeah. the last 24 years, which is basically a quarter of a century. Yeah. Uh, they're the best program in the state. I mean, yeah. eleven state championships yeah. since two thousand. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm hearing, you know, twenty. Well, if you count the zero, I guess so. Twenty four football seasons, eleven state titles. That's every other year almost. They're winning a state title. I mean, that's yeah. you know, and they that's, they reeled off several in a row there for a while. So now the reason I'd ask yeah. is. Um, I like the football history. You know, we put out our prep rally uh, history of Arkansas football. Leland puts out his every year, updates his, uh, uh, his uh, about Arkansas football history. And I remember back in the day, Little Rock Central, they were dominant like nationally. Then I remember reading about those Fordyce teams, those Pine Bluff teams. But right now, Greenwood, Greenwood is the uh, team in, in Arkansas right now as far as football. Well, and they're in – after the Greenwood game, we were kind of going back and, and talking about it. And there was some ugliness to it. It wasn't um, Greenwood won kind of going away, but they were, you know, it's not like Kane Archer threw for 450 yards and they they had 670 yards of offense or whatever it was. Uh, they they did have some struggles. And, you know, and, and Chris Young, and, and we talked about after the game, he kind of told Kane Archer, he's like, we don't need to score here. We need to run clock and secure a chip. They were, you know, they were more concerned about securing the championship and not necessarily just blowing them out. They yeah. were um it was an interesting um line of thinking there. But you know, you had a young sophomore quarterback, and I think you wanted to kind of keep the moment a little real there. Yeah, I don't think you know, it's kind of like uh you know, I've had a couple of Corvettes in my life, and it's kind of like there's no sense in having a vehicle that'll go 125 miles an hour and get a speeding ticket. They just kind of put it on cruise control and just cruised yeah. on in. They ran the ball 46 times for 251 yards. Wow. They had possession 30 minutes to Little Rock Christians, almost 18. Um, I mean, and it, it really was a game where they got the lead and there was no – there was no need to do anything other than just, um, you know, play ball control and also rely on a defense that has been very good all season. Uh, I, I don't think there was any sense on Greenwood's sideline that Little Rock Christian was going to be able to mount this, you know, huge, gigantic rally against Greenwood's defense that has been so good and really dominant all season long in, in all aspects of the game. You know, they intercepted three more passes on Friday night. Uh, Cash Archer had a, had a sack and a half and it was just, um, I mean, it was just, they got the lead and just kind of put it on cruise control. Well, boys, I'd like to brag. I did have Greenwood at the very beginning win state title. So, cause you know, early on we thought it was little rock Christians or a lot of you guys did. I certainly didn't. I had Greenwood that gummit. So, um, well, moving on to the class five, a game. So this was uh Saturday evening and man, it, it, it's, it was my first time in a couple of years seeing Little Rock Park view with my own eyes and, wow. and they just really handed it to Shiloh Christian, uh, you know, and then, then the conversation became, well, are they real? Is, is Little Rock Parkview the true number one team in the state this year? And <laughs> boy, we, we, I'd love to see, you know, Fayetteville Greenwood and uh, Little Rock Parkview kind of uh, round robbing this thing out to see who really is the best. But anyway. Well, that's what they used to do in basketball. It's called <laughs> the overall. And man, you set it up and I'll, I'll be there watching. Yeah. It. Well, uh, 
Parkview was all over Shiloh, and, yeah. and this was a mercy rule. And um, you know, you got to give credit to to Coach Brad Bolding and 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 Little Rock Parkview. They have got just a really fine football team, mm-hmm. and they they repeated as Class Five A state champions. Um, so to put you on the spot here, Leland, we talked about it Saturday night, but Greenwood, Little Rock Parkview, or Fayetteville, who's number one? Well, you know, and I've thought about this a lot, and and I think anybody could make a case for any of these three teams that was leaning that way. Um, first and foremost, Fayetteville is undefeated in the state's largest classification. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, the seven A West uh, undefeated. Um, you know, they they beat the best from the. The um, you know, the Central Conference, uh, Bentonville at least, uh, you know, beat knock Bryan out of it. Then uh, Fayetteville had to beat a very good Bentonville team a second time to yep. win the title. So the bottom line is, in in that regard, Fayetteville is an undefeated state champion in the state's largest classification. To vote anybody else as number one in the final poll would be unprecedented. And in my opinion, unfounded. Now, I know that Parkview is very good. Um, and um, you know, teams that watch them and say that, uh, but they're the state champion in the in uh in class six A. Oh no, wait, they're not even the champion in class six A. <laughs> they're the champion in class five A. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, 12 mercy rule wins out of 14 wins, but it's class five A. I think the only other case would be Greenwood's case by being the state champion in 6A because, again, undefeated in the next uh, largest classification uh, against very good competition. Again, the biggest case there for Greenwood would be if we want to put it on a scrimmage game in the middle of August. They did dominate that scrimmage game. I mean, you 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 know, you came out of that one – Fayetteville just, you know, it wasn't really a competitive game, but it was a scrimmage. So, But it was a scrimmage, but it was funny because I was down on the field after that listening to Coach Casey Dick talk to his team. And um, based on his conversation with his team after that scrimmage, uh, he didn't treat it like a scrimmage. But evidently the light came on and for the next, uh, what, uh, 15 weeks, 14 weeks, well, I guess the the – the one week off, uh, 15 weeks, Fayetteville was uh, the best team in the state. And I'm like Leland, Fayetteville won the highest classification. Let's not forget either that at one point um, uh, the 6As were included in 7A and they broke off several years. It wasn't Greenwood. Greenwood doesn't care. They'll play anybody anytime. But Benton, some others, they wanted uh, – it was 32, wasn't it 32? And they broke it off into 16, 7A and 6A. And I'm always going to uh, give the 7A team the benefit of a doubt. And so to, I'm like Leland. If, if I had a vote, a Associated Press vote, I got Fable number one overall. Well, and why did – why did – the state's largest classification, which had 32 teams yep. through 2005. Why was that divided? Uh, I can't answer that question. <laughs> because those 16 schools felt like that they could not compete exactly. against the biggest schools. That's what it so was. they wanted they wanted their own classification yep. 
because they could not compete against schools, the biggest schools in the state. That's exactly right. I remember uh, whoever the AD at Benton, I think he led the charge there. So sorry, Greenwood, um, you guys did everything asked of you, but I'm going with Fable in 7A. So you would have put Alabama in the college football playoff over undefeated Florida State is what no, I'm hearing. No, no, I got, I got uh, <laughs> it's a whole different uh, conversation. That's, that's a whole different thing. Now, yep. the bottom, uh, again, too. All three of those teams are very good, and they're all state champions, and they're all undefeated. So, I mean, it's been – it's really kind of a um, – it's a rare instance uh, in, in this situation. Well, it, it was a lot of fun for me. It had been uh, – oh, let's see. Let me do the math. About 15 years since I had covered a state championship game at War Memorial Stadium, and um, to cover, you know, three of them in two days, that was a lot of fun. And, and, uh, <laughs> they, they did, they had a great, they did a great job at war Memorial. They, you know, we, we were treated really well. And, um, so, um, well, you guys did a great job too. I, I can't wait 6am. I still get my print edition. I had all those stories in there, all those stats, the sidebar. And if you're not reading the Democrat Gazette, the river Valley, then I, and you're getting it off a website or, or some, you're just missing out big time. I'm telling you. All right, guys, well, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will take a look at some more playoff games, that we had in our area and look ahead to one more state championship game this upcoming weekend. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a digital plus subscription on the hogs illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20 plus issues of hogs illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state. Plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! Welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn, Graham Thomas, Rick Fires, Leland Barclay. And gentlemen, we are going to now uh, uh, go back to last week's uh, Class 4A and 3A semifinals to, to recap. So up in uh, Northwest Arkansas, Rick Fires, you covered the Elkins-Harding Academy game. And Harding Academy, uh, a battle of two unbeaten teams, Harding Academy defeats Elkins ends the elk season what a great season they had but harding academy wins and you were there for that one this is the fifth time harding academy will play for a state championship again they really wanted to get back to little rock war memorial stadium after losing to malvern last year i guess the first time in their 4a after they won a, a few in 3a harding academy man they are exceptional um uh, they're Owen Miller, their quarterback. You talk about a run. He's only a junior because I was asking. I said, man, who's looking at this guy? He, his stock is climbing. He's going to start getting more. He's not a really big guy, maybe 6'1 or so, uh, you know, compared to um, uh, somebody like uh, like Drake uh, Lindsey, who is 6'5. But this, he is a true run-pass option guy, and he was zipping all over the field with his runs and throwing downfield. They had great receivers, great line play. Um, Elkins, uh, I just kind of feel bad for them. They didn't play their uh, really good game. 
um, um, uh, they had some drops. They had a lot of drops. There's no other way to cut it. You know, it was rainy. It was a misty rain, and it, you know, it got a little bit more rainy as the night went on. And they did. They had some drops, and they caught a couple during the middle of, the, and then they had some drops late. Um, um, our, our quarterback Dizzy Dean, he was right on the money for most of the night. But uh, defensively, they just couldn't stop a, just an excellent uh, Harding Academy team. Yeah, and, and I think we're all, you know, we were all enjoying the Elkins run. Yes. But uh, we knew this would be a really tough game. And, uh, you know, congratulations to, to Coach Zach Watson and, and his team. You know, that, you get into that, that 4A, the, the 4A competition, it's, it's hard. I mean, you know, you got some really good teams in 4A. And I tell you what, under uh, Zach Watson – uh, people across the state know who Elkins is now because they've built up that program the last few years. Um, and I've been on the other side of the state. Elkins, what, who, what, what, where? Yeah, but everybody knows who the Elkins football is, and and, and they got some really good players coming back. Uh, just a really great se- season, but they ran into uh, a powerhouse in the Harding Academy. You know, we were uh, up in the press box at War Memorial. We had Walter Woody up there, and he had all the games streaming on his laptop. And so we were we were getting Elkins updates and watching some of that as as we could. We were also following the Boonville Glen Rose game, and uh, the Boonville Bearcats do defeat the Glen Rose team and advance to the state three A championship game. And uh, Leland, you know, Boonville. You know, they got that rushing game with Dax Goff and Ryland Ray, and those guys certainly did their thing again on Friday night. They also threw some passes again. Yeah, threw for 100 yards again. Uh, Dax Goff threw his second touchdown pass of the season. You know, it was 13-13 at the half, and then Boonville scored three touchdowns, uh, the first three touchdowns of the second half, and and went up 34-13 and then, uh, you know, hung on for the 34-25 win to uh, to advance to War Memorial Stadium for the second straight year. And you're right, the one-two punch. Uh, and I think that was that has been a big lift to the Bearcats uh, the past few weeks is having Rylan Ray back as another threat in the, in the backfield to go along with Dax Goff because either one of those guys – can uh, can carry a team, and of course, Dax Golf, 159 yards or 157 yards and two touchdowns. Rylan Ray, 117 yards and a touchdown. So, um, you know, uh, the Bearcats are going back to War Memorial, War Memorial Stadium for the second year in a row. So, Boonville will play um, Prescott. Prescott, Curly who Boone. you know we got and we got to hit on this a little bit. Our, our Mansfield Tigers, the magic season, the magical Cinderella run ends at Prescott. But that game was close for a long time. And, um, you know, really good job by Whit Overton and the Mansfield Tigers. I don't know if you've been able to follow up with them yet, Leland, about that. But, um, you know, what a what a great run. I mean, they, you know, who, you know, we kind of, after they went through the, the gauntlet of Charleston Boonville, you know, Mansfield's kind of licking their wounds a little bit. But they picked everything back up and got back to work. You know, every Friday night during the season, there's always some games that we have other, you know, interest in. And we're always watching, uh, you know, scoreboards or Twitter to see updates and things. So the game I was most interested in uh, was really the Mansfield Tigers to see if they could, wow, pull off a 
you know, a third straight stunner really on the road. I think they ended up now traveling uh, a, almost 1,400 miles the last three weeks back and forth to play uh, playoff games. And uh, what a what a season it's been for the for the Mansfield Tigers. Uh, you know, but they they did lose 28 to seven. You know, they were up. Um, well, I guess it was seven seven early in the second quarter. And then Prescott scored right before the half and went up 14 to seven, then scored two third quarter touchdowns, including one on a uh, fumble return for a touchdown to, to win that game. And, you know, Prescott's kind of been the team that has been at the top of class 3A all season long. Um, so it was a, a great run by Mansfield. Well, and, um, and in the four in A title game, it's going to be Harding Academy versus Rivercrest. Is that right? Yes. So, a uh, couple of uh, more more Eastern schools there. They're going to go at each other, yeah. and boy, Rivercrest got a good football team too. And uh, I, I just don't know that anybody's going to be able to slow down Harding Academy. Well, uh, you know what? I, I started my career over there for the Blyville Courier covering. Um, Gosnell Pirates and Rivercrest with head coach Danny Graham. They got a lot of tradition over there. I remember covering Richard Brothers, Cortez Kennedy. They got some athletes. I know Harding Academy is one of those private schools, and 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 they can do a lot of great things. But uh, I ain't gonna put anything past the old Rivercrest Colts. All right, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of tradition over there. I made my trip my. Uh, my one trip maybe to to Wilson, Arkansas in my lifetime to see Tyrone Henry. Yes. When they played no. when they played Boonville in a I think it was a semifinal game several, several, several years ago. All right. Well, um guys, uh we are not gonna do a prep rally live this week. Uh we've we've got the the one game with uh with our teams from Northwest Arkansas and River Valley, that's Boonville. So we're just going to pick it right here. <laughs> um, so, uh, Boonville versus Prescott. Leland, who you got? i tell you, at this point, um, I, I can't go against Boonville, uh, especially the return of Rylan Ray. I think that's just a huge difference. He also plays defense, and that allows Dax Golf to, uh, to not have to carry the load. Um, I think Boonville will win this game. I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm going Boonville as well. And uh man, I'm looking forward. I've not gotten to see Boonville play yet this year. Uh so Leland and I are going down on on Saturday morning and um we're gonna we're gonna go watch the Bearcats bring this one home. So the moment you all been waiting for, Rick's pick. Well, I I got the I got the cheat sheet because I got to see Prescott in the track tournament, 3A state track tournament, a couple mm. years, I think one year they had lead, and they got they got some runners, guys. They got some speed, and Boonville's uh, going to have to tackle at the line of scrimmage and, and, and keep a four-yard run from going for 48-yard run. Uh, Prescott, I've heard about the Curly Woods a lot, of, a lot of years, but you know what? Nobody tops football, small school football tradition more than Boonville, and I'm sticking with Boonville Bearcats. All right. Well, we're Boonville Bearcats, we're behind you. Real quick on 4A, I'm going with Harding Academy, Leland. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason to go against them. I, I don't see 
a Jalen Dupree and a Cedric Simmons like Malvern had last year, even though Rivercrest is very good. They run the ball. I, I just think Harding Academy is playing at a different level. And, and like Rick said, um, boy, having a quarterback like Owen Miller and, and just how good that uh, coach Neil Evans has known he was going to be since he was a freshman kind of pressed into the starting duty when uh, their senior quarterback decided to concentrate on uh, football a couple of years ago, Harding Academy. I'm going with the Rivercrest Colts. It's probably oh. from the heart because uh, I know those just good old uh, country salt to earth people. I got a dollar twenty seven in my pocket, and I'm putting it all on the Rivercrest Colts. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back. We'll do our uh, last top five of the football season. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners, so visit nwaonline.com slash podcast23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com, or call us at 479-684-5509, and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn, Graham Thomas, Rick Fires, Leland Barclay. And gentlemen, uh, you know, we've been doing top five football uh and well and other sports throughout the year, but uh we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this podcast with a another top five and and I'll go ahead and start us off since I've got uh kind of the you know the, the way this worked this year is that Rick has done the seven A. Leland's done the river Valley and I've kind of filled in the gaps on, on what's left with the, you know, Northwest Arkansas teams, class six, a and below. Um, so, uh, to start us off with, with my top five, I'm, I'm going to lead off with the Elkins Elks finishing 13 and one. Um, you know, it all, you know, all good things come to an end sometime. And for the Elkin Elks, it did, it came to an end in the semifinals. Um, you know what? What a great season! They're going to talk about this one for a long time over there. Uh, had a chance, you know, maybe if the weather's a little bit better, a couple more, uh, you know, a couple more, a few less drops on, yeah. on, you know, maybe they can pull that one out. Um, again, uh, Shiloh Christian uh, gets to another state championship game and loses to a really fine Little Rock Parkview team. Um, you know, I think I. We all kind of thought if anybody had a chance against Parkview, it would have been Shiloh. Um, a lot of good football teams would have lost to Parkview the way they played that night. Um, and and another part, and this is number three for me about Shiloh Christian, uh, the season Bo Williams had, you know, some of the individual performances, I kind of go back to he nearly had 400 yards against Little Rock Christian on the ground. Um, he had another big night in the in the quarterfinals against Pine Bluff. At Pine Bluff, I or I'm, no, that was the semifinals. I'm sorry. At Pine Bluff. At Pine Bluff. Uh, what a great individual season he had, and you know he's going to make a really fine football player for somebody at the college yeah, level. They we need to get on him. Um, and uh, you know they got eliminated early, but I'm going to go back to the Farmington Cardinals winning that 5A West Conference. So that that yes, you know. Not enough credit goes to Coach J.R. Eldridge. They they got off to a tough start, had some injuries and some adversity. Yeah, their quarterback. Yeah. And 
all they did was win the conference and, and beat Shiloh Christian along the way. And, um, you know, you can make the case, well, you know, Shiloh's quarterback was hurt or, you know, this, that, and the other. They yeah. won what I think may have been the toughest conference uh, in our area. And my last one, guys, uh, this has been the, the longest uh, football season for me personally for high school in, in quite a while. Um, you know, it's just been fun. Like I, I'm gonna go back and count up how many football games I've high school football games I've gotten to cover this year, but it's gonna be a lot more than in previous years, and it's been a blast. And um, so I, I'm I'm sad to kind of see it come to an end this next week, and um, and it's been a lot of fun. So uh, Leland, I'll hand it over to you, and we'll we'll let Rick wrap it up. Well, number one, of course, I've got to start with the Greenwood Bulldogs won their 11th state title with a uh, with an impressive 41-23 win over Little Rock Christian. Uh, nine mercy rules out of their 13 wins this season, undefeated. Second state title for Chris Young, which now gives him one more than his dad, Joe Fred Young. Uh, uh-huh. And they only trailed twice this season in games uh, at PA, which was very briefly early. Uh, and then to Little Rock Christian in that first meeting in the regular season, Week 10. So another state title for Greenwood. Uh, and then number two, uh, the Southside Mavericks. You know, I love the way they ran the ball this year. They were, you know, very good team, won a playoff game, and just an outstanding season uh, for Coach Kim Dameron and uh, and the Mavericks. And uh, just a, more than anything, a really fun team to watch and a great team uh Great guys to go and talk to throughout the season. Uh, number three, of course, the Boonville Bearcats will play for a state championship on Saturday. The one-two punch of Dax Goff and Rylan Ray has been great. And the fact that they've uh, thrown you know, thrown the ball some this year. Uh, Dax Goff, two touchdown passes. Uh, Jace Washburn has, has done a great job running the offense as a junior and also throwing the football. Uh, Dakota Matson. I think caught six touchdown passes this season. Um, and then, of course, you know, the Mansfield Tigers. Whit Overton's a, a Mansfield guy, graduate, took over the program in July. And, uh, boy, took him into, uh, into December playing football. Uh, boy, those guys lived in the weight room. They lifted twice a week during the season. And that strength, uh, I think, paid off in the playoffs for the Tigers One. Two two road games in the playoffs traveled almost uh, fourteen hundred miles uh, and three road trips. Great season for the Tigers, and then the Ozark Hillbillies had a great season as well. Finished second in the four A one. They may be changing conferences next year. Uh, Jeremy Burns won his one hundredth game as head coach of the Hillbillies uh, before they had to take that long trip and uh, and lost a playoff game at Warren. But just uh, outstanding. Uh, jobs by all five of those teams and just really also fun teams not only to watch but just to cover and and talk to their players throughout the season good stuff all right ricky fires uh same way with leela man just the favorable the favorable bulldogs your 2023 7a champion 13 and 0 for the first time in school six overall state championship uh, I mean, they were explosive on offense, and later on the defense came on, special team. They were just so solid in all three uh, phases of the game. Um, here's, here's a number I want to uh, throw out there that I stole from Leland Barkley. 
52, the number of touchdowns thrown this year by Drake Lindsey, which is the record for a player in Arkansas's largest classification. <laughs> 52 touchdown passes. That's amazing. And I, I'm sorry, Arkansas fans. Y'all got on him too late. He's going to go to Minnesota. He's he reconfirmed that uh, dozens of times, and he'll be signing here, what is it, a couple weeks uh, from now. Here's another number. I thunk of this one by myself. Uh, the number zero. That's the number of 7A Central teams that were in the, fi in the finals at War Memorial. And, you know, and the reason I bring that out, because the 7A Central have been the, uh, dominant uh, for the last 7A years. Uh, they've had uh, a couple occasions, they had two 7A Central teams. So uh, the 7A West rule this year, um, and now I'm going to go, it's kind of a little commentary, but man, uh, tremendous job by Casey Dick and his uh, coaching staff, get these kids uh, ready and and looking forward to the next game. Hey, you win one, that's only one. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. And the defense, how they came on to favor. I didn't uh, a lot of credit defense coordinator Derek. Day. I didn't know who he was till midway through the season, and then they started winning some games with the defense. I said, man, I gotta go uh, talk to this guy because they were really a factor um, for favor winning this st state championship. And you know what? I got to go to Bentonville too, man. They just played. They're an outstanding program up here in Northwest Arkansas, across the board. Um, uh, Jody Grant and that team, Carter Nye, man, uh, you and your other uh, senior teammates, you guys did, just did a great job this year. That's that's a game that could have gone easily way, uh, easily gone the other way. Just an outstanding job for uh, for Bentonville. They really represented the 7A West uh, very well. And I, I, I guess, no, I won't be going to Little Rock to watch that last one. It's over for me. But man, just a trip. It's, uh, football is my favorite sport. College football used to be. Now it's more high school football. Um, so I get a little bit depressed when high school football season over. But New Year's Eve, I have a toddy or two. And then I'll be ready for the next spring football all the way through the summer. For, uh, thank you guys for giving us a, a great team to cover, a great year. Thank you. Man, I'm about to get emotional over here. I am. <laughs> I need to I know, I right to, now. I, my my uh, there must be some dust in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying. You you guys are. Um, all right. Well, folks, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning into Prep Rally all season long. Um, this will probably be the last Prep Rally podcast for a few weeks as we kind of hit the reset button and get ready for mm. several months of basketball. Um, thanks again to our sponsor, West Termite Pests yeah. and Lawn. We appreciate you guys. And uh, a reminder, we will not have a prep, prep rally live later this week. So um, if you need to go back and hit the rewind button to see who we pick. And uh, the finals, the, the standings going into the final pick. So, and I guess we're all going the same. Or no, Rick went with the Rivercrest Colts. But uh, Rick is 32 and 13, and I'm 26 and 19. So he's well out in front, six a six game lead. I can't catch him. So, um, I, like, I could have told you that at the start of the year. <laughs> yeah, you probably <laughs> no. could have. Uh, thanks always to Leland Barclay for joining us every week in the river Valley. And, uh, thanks to Rick fires. And, uh, we'll see you guys in a few weeks with, with, uh, with our basketball shoes on. We love you. The proceeding has been a production of prep rally podcasts. Find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. And be sure to follow our hosts on social media.